This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, my name is Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to Liverpool's vitally important 2-0 win over Chelsea. It was a win that moved the Reds back to the top of the table after Manchester City won 3-1 at Crystal Palace earlier in the day and on to 85 points, which would have been enough to claim nine previous Premier League titles. We will start, as always, with the definitive verdict on the action from our Liverpool FC correspondent, James Pearce. You will then hear every word of what was a brilliant Jurgen Klopp press conference. We will then get the thoughts of four Liverpool supporters who called in this show after leaving Anfield and that's Simon Donnelly, Matt Whitty, Sam Planch and Matt Addison. We'll then read out some of the messages that were left on our Blood Red podcast Facebook page before we hear from another five callers, Owen Thomas, Ross Strachan, Alex Watt, Nathan Davidson and Mark Baker. The Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, what a response this was to Liverpool being knocked off the top of the Premier League table by Manchester City earlier today. The Reds regaining top spot and they did it in in some style as they beat Chelsea here at Anfield for the first time since 2012, well and truly exercising those demons of of 2014. Um, You know, there's been some big, big wins and and real massive performances in this title challenge, but I think you'd have to put that one today almost in a in a class of its own because um, you know in recent weeks we've talked about Liverpool grinding out results and just the sheer blooded mindedness of this side to stay in the race. But um, today was all about awe-inspiring brilliance. I thought it was a, a top-class performance. I think showed you know, real composure. Um, a mental strength, you know, so much emotion attached to it as well with Anfield falling silent in memory of the 96 and also tributes paid to the legendary figure of Tommy Smith who sadly passed away on, on Friday evening and for Liverpool to be able to, to keep their heads you know, and, uh, and channel that, that emotion in the way in which they did, I think you've got to have huge admiration for Jurgen Klopp's players, um, that was a that was a real top quality performance today. Um, you know they 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 stuck at it. The first half, you know they were the better team while struggling to carve out clear cut chances. But then second half they raised it and absolutely blew Chelsea away. Two goals in the space of two minutes. Um, the first one, you've got to give Jordan Henderson huge credit. I thought he was immense today. Um, you know, such such cool composure from him to look up and pick out Sadio Mane who nodded home his 21st goal of the season at the back post and then you know you you run out of superlatives really to try and describe the second goal you know Mo Salah cutting in off the right and he's unleashed a a 25-yard thunderbolt into the top corner um just a special goal by an absolute genius and um you know just the perfect riposte to that, uh, you know, the sickening abuse he was subjected to by a group of Chelsea fans earlier on in the week. Um, you know, you could see, you know, there was real feeling behind that that swing of his left boot, and uh, you know, the uh, the atmosphere here, you know, the, the roar was absolutely deafening. Um, and then, you know, Chelsea briefly rallied. Hazard had two big chances which could, could have changed the the mood, um, but one hit the post, the other one, you know, a fine save from Alison Becker. And then um, you know, credit to Klopp, he made some changes, brought on fresh legs, and then Liverpool regained control and saw it out. So uh, a massive, massive win for the Reds this one. Um, back in top spot, two points clear. Of course, City still have that that game in hand, but you know now you know with the games Liverpool have got left, you'd certainly expect them to go on and get 97 points, 
will that be enough? You know, they're reliant on one City stumble, but with City, they play what Tottenham next Saturday and then away at United the following Wednesday. I, I still think there's genuine hope, and you could sense it around this place at the final whistle because this is a special Liverpool team, and uh, they're not going anywhere in this title race. They're going to be in it to the uh, right to the end, and uh, I think the you know today was a was another massive message to City because uh, that was that was the performance of of a team that that is that has shown they've got the bit between their teeth and they're ready to fight right down to the wire for this big prize the blood red podcast from the liverpool echo do you actually feel cleverly different at half time you say Everton or what? just a bit more flexible second half yeah we said we we speak in half times so. <laughs> Um, we show a few pictures and we speak. But, uh, a lot of things were really good in the first half already. Little problem, I know. And I do it again, I speak about the wind. First half we played against the wind, second half we had an hour back, that it's a big plus. You saw it first, you saw it second half with, with um, um, Chelsea struggled with the build-up, a long build-up, where they wanted the ball high and coming down, it's just difficult. So it was in our favour, second half a little bit, and we used that obviously. And we needed to be a bit more flexible on the on the right on the right flank. Last first half we were a bit left domin what is it dominated that we had too many balls there. It was flexible that it was good and right side we, we had our moments as well, but not as flexible as we wanted. And um, that was um, one of the things we spoke about half time. It was wonderful that we scored a goal from that situation and handling in the box, chipping the ball there. Fantastic goal, second goal. <laughs> Nice strike from more obviously fantastic goal as well. And um, apart from this, I don't know how long it was. Let me say ten minutes when Chelsea had then changed system and then they had their chances when Ali obviously um, saved our life. Um, so we, we we controlled and dominated the game for 80 minutes, which is uh, probably the best you can say about the game when you, against Chelsea. But in these ten minutes. If it were 10 minutes, I don't know exactly. They could have changed the game completely. It was three big posts and two and two saves from Ali, right? Yeah, that was um, a bit dangerous, of course. But then we controlled the game again, and um, yeah, and all good. It was a fantastic performance, an even better atmosphere, and um, a very, very important result, obviously. He got a knock on his anchor, that's pretty much all. He was fine <laughs> after the game, in a moment with a bit pain, no problem. Didn't twist us or only painful, not a problem. Ian? Yeah, sorry, Paul and Ian. Yeah. When, you, when you asked him to be more flexible, what, what you explained what he wanted to do? Was it more on board? It more, it more no, 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 not him. No, no, not him. It's about um, the right side, it's about um, positioning. But you have three players actually on the right side, so and that's that's um, um, Trent, Hendo, and Mo, and um, on, and then you have to be flexible if the, if the opponent reacts on different things like movements, like Mo can stretch the formation, can keep them back, then there's space for the other two, or who's in half space, who's high. That's about that. It's not too complicated actually. But if you speak about that left and right flank, but then I have to say, what Bobby, Fabinho. And the two centre halves did against this centre. I don't know how to say it. 
uh, with the two and a half of them with with um, Jorginho and Hazard, that was some of the best I ever saw in my life because it's just so difficult. But we expected a little bit that they um, will bring Hazard on, on the nine position, and but still, it's difficult to 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 work that through in training. To be honest, because uh, there are not a lot of players who are like like in Hazard and how they do it and exactly. But we. Um, we denied a lot of situations, and you, if you only think about it, how dangerous it could have been if Eden can control a ball in the centre and then on the right and left wing, William um, and um, and Olsen Doy are on their bikes. That would have been really dangerous, difficult um, to deal with, actually. So we we played. That was really some of the best. And yeah, football-wise, we dominated the game for a long for long parts of the game. Passing-wise, was was good. Was really good. You need to be patient. But direct, direct, and so um, yeah, I like that game a lot. To be honest. Okay. Ian, and then we'll come to Andy. Yeah. You have you have these days, and eh, when you, when you see it from the first second that it's clicking, obviously. So we were football-wise, we were really, we were really. In a good moment today, all three midfielders. It was the plan that Tando is this slightly higher, um, and that we have this in in between the lines, if you want. So it gives then um, Fabinho and, um, and and Nabi a bit of different space. So um, that's not, of course, not always the same, exactly the same idea. For that today was that a little bit the idea. And so he was from first time, from first moment, he was there really with, as um, a football playing, and then of course. Eh, it's this defending this center. Sorry, ball is not. Um, it's not a coincidence. It's really difficult to play against. There's some good reasons for, it. and we did today really in a, in, a, in a good manner. We didn't say Bobby plays against Jorginho, for example. We didn't say Fabinho plays. We really we gave the boys a lot of responsibility in these moments, and they dealt with it sensational. Andy. It blew me away. I didn't think anything in that moment. I was really um, happy, and I saw it really good because I was directly in the ball line. So maybe I saw it first. I said it already to your colleagues. I saw it first. The ball will go in. It was really, really an outstanding finish, and I don't want to minimize that. But I loved the first goal exactly in the same way, and it was immediately it remembered me on the on the four-three against Borussia Dortmund. Eh? Only Hendo instead of Milly and Sadio instead of Dejan, but the similar situation. This wonderful cross there in that area, really um, good, good team play. And um, yeah, I you know, said the performance was really good, but to to really make it happen, then you need the goals, and um, we got them. All good. Okay. Last two questions, Dave, and then Dom to finish yeah, you, you said, up. Quite frankly, you said that. Mo I said I said it before when you when you asked me about um uh well if, if there are any concerns about shape and form and stuff like that and I said that the the answer in football and uh, not only for us for all football players always work rate bam and the work rate today again all three up front, eh? outstanding. Chelsea is a top, top, top team. 
uh, that's like a, we, we deal, we treat these games, we deal with these games like Champions League games, nothing else. So, and you cannot defend on this level without offensive wing. That doesn't work. Everybody uses it. We use it. Somebody plays against us and leaves the wingers up front. Okay, good. Then we we take that risk. Each team take, top team takes that risk. So, and um, how the boys work today was unbelievable. Not only today, but now because there's the game. And then um, you get uh, the reward for that. Eh? So you can make an easy goal from a yard, or you need to shoot from what was it, 20, 25? I don't know, but quite a distance, and um, and score this thunderball, outstanding. Okay, Tom. I don't know, and I don't care. Actually, we, we we see it game by game. We go to Porto now, which will be a tough one. Play there um, as good as possible. We know that they get two players, at least two players back. Fixed lineup players, very important. Pepe and Herrera coming back um, makes a different side, honestly, and um, so it will be a, a, a interesting and difficult challenge. Then then we play. Cardiff and everybody knows Cardiff um, fights for the league and everybody knows it's a tough place to go and then we go there and we try everything to win there so and our people it's always like the biggest challenge for us is always facing the world outside you and other people because if we don't think like that they said today they, they win and it's a, they ask a question for us if we, if we think about them yes if we don't think about them no because we play our game but if for example Chelsea lose today only for example, and then we have know it five minutes before our game. We have somebody tells us City lost. That's not a help. That's like you, then you lose your focus in that moment. So we don't really. What we want to do is to collect as many points as possible. Really, I don't know what is now 85, four games to play means 97. Good. Let's try. Let's try that. And if that's enough, perfect. And if not. We cannot change it, and we didn't lose it here or there or whatever in this or that game. There will, about very smart people will come out and say, "Yeah, if you would have won against Leicester, then you would be champion now." Stuff like that. It's all bullshit. And only weak and people and idiots bring something like this up. And on this, by the way, on this point, we can finally close the slipping book. Huh? Robbo slipped, and nothing happened, so it's not a Liverpool thing. Done. So um, all good and. Um, I'm so proud of that, what the boys did today. I, 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 I loved, loved, loved the atmosphere. It was outstanding um, what the people did today. You could feel it. They are all on their toes, really. And let's try to do that um, seven more times. And then we will see what we get for it. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. This is Simon Donnelly, LFC jury member for the Liverpool Echo. Just on my usual walk across the park in the cemetery, but today, weather not so cold, and any little chill in the air was warmed up by a superb performance by Liverpool. I thought we bossed Chelsea from minute one to minute 90, really. They had a couple of little spells and a couple of chances where we were on the edge of our seat a little bit, but overall, I think the win was, was richly deserved, and... 
what can you say about that strike by Mohamed Salah? How he must have enjoyed that for various reasons right now. What a strike. It's worthy of winning any game, really. I thought we kept Eden Hazard quiet. Um, we were commenting on the fact that we all think Hazard will be there at Chelsea next season, and I'm not even sure William will be. And to be honest, when those two go, I don't think Chelsea have got much left. I think they might be in trouble. I don't think they'll be a... If they lose to those two players, I don't think they'll be a team contesting the top places next season. But who cares? Liverpool got the win we needed. We're just a bit gutted that Palace didn't do us a favour this morning, or earlier on this afternoon, I should say. And City took all three points. They give us a little bit of glimmer of hope in the last few minutes when they scored their goal to make it 2-1 but unfortunately presumably when they were on the attack City just grabbed the third goal but you know this was on paper our hardest game left in the season Uh, City have got so many games to play so many important games to play in such a short space of time now and more importantly they've got United away next week and us beating Chelsea gives United even more impetus to try and get fourth place so United I think will be Going all out to ruin City's next week, next game, next weekend. Great performance today. A real relief. Very tense. Come on, you Reds. Hi, it's Matt Whitty, reflecting on Liverpool's brilliant 2-0 win at Anfield today. There was the perfect response to Manchester City's victory against Crystal Palace and sent us back to the top of the league, which is a fantastic feeling. Credit to the players. They weren't distracted by talk of a game five years ago that none of them played in, aside from Salah, who was on the opposing team, so probably has quite good memories of that particular game at Anfield. And it felt probably more important for the supporters to put that to bed rather than the players. I thought that we played pretty well in the first half. I thought we started really, really brightly, cut into them uh, three or four times, uh, Salah going close with a, with a slightly miss hit, probably half volley, and Mane curling one wide. We had another couple of chances from cutbacks with Kepa claiming one. Chelsea were reasonably dangerous on the on the counter-attack, but I've got to say, when I was pretty pleased to see Hazard playing in the in the false nine position, he said he said before that he doesn't like playing there and it just he's such a good player when he's bursting from deep and it really nullifies that that side of his game. He was involved a few times with a few little neat flicks and tricks um, and he's certainly tried to double up a few times. Trent and Andy Robertson whenever Hudson Adoy or, or William had the ball, but I thought William was their was their most dangerous player. I thought as the se- as the first half went on, we looked a little bit more a little bit nervy, and I thought that the Chelsea time wasting got to us a little bit, and I was pretty pleased for the half time whistle when that when that came. To be honest, I thought we needed half time, and what a team talk clock must have given because we came out flying those three or four minutes between the first and second goal uh, really, really completely changed the course of the game and the title bid. For the first goal, the cross, it just seemed to hang in slow motion before it was nodded in at the back post by, by Mane and it just went wild down by me. And then things got even better three or four minutes later, obviously, with Salah, who usually curls them in from that sort of position, but absolutely drilled it into the opposite top corner one of uh, one of the sweetest strikes I've seen in a long long time and the cop just went absolutely wild at that point and it was party time 
thought Chelsea responded pretty well after that. Um, they uh, they had a couple of chances there. Hazard hit the post, and they had another chance later on as well. That I wasn't quite sure from where I was where it, whether it hit the post again. But yeah, who cares? Top of the league. Can't wait to see the goals back later. Bring on Porto. Okay, so Chelsea Liverpool today um, was always going to be our hardest game on paper that we had left. Uh, but football's not played on paper; it's played on grass. So. You know, we've got a couple more games to go here. And, uh, well, more than a couple. But we've got to take each one at a time because they're all going to be as difficult as each other. What I will say about today is, though, I thought the real Chelsea sort of turned up. Um, I thought they were very well organised. They were dangerous. Um, Hazard really impressed me, you know, as always, I think. Single-handedly, he's probably got the most ability in the league in terms of a player. Um He's probably not consistent as as the likes of Salah on that. But his ability is brilliant. The amount of flicks he does, first touch, second touch, are phenomenal. Brilliant to watch, but um hell to play against. But I thought Liverpool stepped it up today. I thought, you know, if we'd have played like we did against Tottenham and Anfield the other week, we'd have got beat today. Um Liverpool actually played very well for the win. But there was moments, you know, uh, Chelsea at the post. Um, but Liverpool had a lot of really good chances. First half, I thought we were unlucky with a couple of... There was, there was some real good spells of, of, of great football. Um, and then there were spells where we weren't. And I think the key was, uh, at half-time, I think Klopp uh, come of age with his tactics again. And, you know, Buvach left and everyone said he was the tactician and all that. I've I've only seen our tactics be better since since the Buvach went, to be honest with you. Because at half time, it's obvious that Klopp said, Okay, full backs five yards deeper, Keaton and Henderson five yards more advanced, and I want you to start getting involved more in the play and I want more players in the box. And the first ten minutes of the second half, what I could see from the ground was that's what you know, that's what was happening. And by the way, Jordan Henderson, I've been very, very critical of, as one of one of a few players like the likes of Wayne Alden, who I'm still critical of, even though he's he's had some good games as well. By the way, that 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 piece of play there where he just thinks that to the back post, that looks easy. That's not easy to do. It that was a great bit of play that created that goal. Otherwise, we're still at nil nil. So Henderson there, I think. The emergence of Fabinho, who, by the way, is the first name on the team sheet in, in that centre midfield where I'll just shout over the out. He wins balls, he reads games, he's hard in the tackle. But what I love is his is, is sort of casual spray of the ball, left or right, out to the flanks. Brilliant. I sort of released Henderson into one of these midfield roles now, where we said that, you know, we needed a little bit more. Maybe Henderson can offer one of them positions. The jury's out, but maybe he can. So, you know, then when we come back then, instead of playing two deep and one behind the front three, we've now got Fabinho sitting and two available. So it could be a Chamberlain, Oxley chamberlain and another like Henderson, or it could be a Kiter, or And all of a sudden, we've got options in the midfield where the other week, everyone's saying, oh, we need to, do, we need to buy X, Y and Z in the midfield. So, listen, maybe we still do, but midfield's always been the problem. But let's face it, um, Milner and Wijnaldum have been protecting along with Anderson the fact that Robinson and Arnold go forward like wingers all season 
and everyone's been saying, oh, you know, they're not very creative and stuff. And I, definitely me, I probably said it every week on here. But now, today, they went held back a little bit and the midfield went forward and we've got a flexible tactic there. And, um, okay, personnel can change and we can improve that personnel, but I think it's really good options and really good tactics from Liverpool. And up front there, I think, you know, um, we can get another player in the summer. I'd love to see the Ike centre-half come in, even though Gomez is brilliant. I'd love to see um, Juan Bissaka as well. I think he can play left or right back. As can Trent, as can Gomez. You know, and get rid of all like your Merenos and your Lovrens and that. And, you know, we need another player who can play all aspects of the front three. I don't know if Wayne is the ball, whoever it is. Um, and everyone's saying something else in midfield, but I think definitely what Liverpool can do this summer is they can, if they buy four, they can get to the six who don't play that often. And people say you need to increase your squad, but yet your squad quality, not quantity always. I think we've got the quantity now, we've got a lot of quality, a lot of boss quality, but it's about being cute this summer. And um, listen, we're nowhere near this summer, went a bit off course there. One game at a time. I thought we were brilliant today. I was really made up because, you know, it's not going to be easy. We could win all our games and still not win it. But, you know what, let's just win all our games and see what happens. City have got to go and get... They've got Tottenham and um, Man United, you know. We've got Cardiff. Cardiff, I think, will be our biggie. Where, you know, the Warner, he's a slippery customer. Cardiff, you know, they're fighting for their lives. I think it's all or bust for them against us. So we'll have to wait and see, but we've got a better running. Listen, it, it's phenomenal. No matter what, I don't, I don't want to leave the season empty. I'm handed, and I don't want to prepare for that at all. But we could win the two biggies. We could win none of them. We could win one of them. But you know, we're right in there with with one of the best teams in the world here, toe for toe. You know, in a in a proper league. You know, week in week out consistency. And that's where we fell for the last 20 years. And this year we are really consistent and we're really in there. And there's a bit of a calmness about this team and something a bit different there. You know, key moments. We're, a- we're able to calm it down. We're able to get what we need to get. We're not buckling and it's great to see. And, you know, one game as it, as it goes, every game as it comes. And I think it really... We had to be good today. We really did because Chelsea were a lot better than... They have been, and they have good and bad days. They're Jekyll and our Chelsea. They've got good players. They've got real good quality there, and they were good today. And I just think we had to be really good to be able to win, and we did. And the Salah goal was phenomenal. It didn't get enough press here, really, but what a great goal that was. And the Henderson assist, great. And I love the attitude from Henderson, by the way, the last few games, coming on against Southampton and playing as he did today. So fair play to him. I love the ovation he got at the cop. Um, you know what? How boss is it to be a Liverpool fan? We just gotta like embrace every game, and um, and go for the next one really. Hello, it's Matt Addison for the post-match podcast. After Liverpool recorded their first league victory over Chelsea at Anfield since 2012, and what a moment it could prove to be in the Premier League title race. At times, Chelsea tried to recreate that 2014 game, which has been discussed so much this week, wasting time at every opportunity. But this Liverpool team are far more astute, far more experienced, and simply would not be drawn in. 
A three-minute spell is all it takes these days for Liverpool to decide a game in their favour, and that was certainly the case again today. Jordan Henderson, not just his assist for the Sadio Mane goal, but just generally, I thought he was fantastic. A real captain's performance. He led the team from start to finish. Fabinho as well, slightly behind him. Right from that tackle early doors against Eden Hazard, you knew he was on it. Between the two of them, I thought they bossed it today against N'Golo Conte and Jorginho, which is no mean feat. Naby Keita, the third midfielder, was decent, but I think Gini Wijnaldum's more likely to take his spot for the final few games. Keita's more likely to feature in the Champions League, and whilst he wasn't terrible today by any stretch, I just feel he didn't quite do enough to warrant a place for the final uh, for the final few weeks. Mo Salah, I think he's been great for a few weeks now, and he should get more praise than he has been doing. Hopefully, after that goal, that can be rectified. The Mo Salah song hasn't been sung louder at Anfield than it was today this season, and rightly so. I didn't think Andros Townsend's strike at the Etihad would be topped for goal of the season, but I think Mo might just have beaten that today. Joel Matip at the back I thought was superb as well. I think most people probably thought that Dan Lovren would retain his place after he made his injury return midweek against Porto, but Matip certainly justified his inclusion today. He's not always the most aggressive of players, but today I thought he didn't put a foot wrong from start to finish, and I've got absolutely no complaints. I said Liverpool would be in a good position if they could pick up seven points from Tottenham, Southampton and Chelsea, and instead what they've managed to do is do better than that. Manchester City still have to play Spurs and the Manchester derby, and they certainly have the harder fixtures between now and the end of the season. All the Reds can do is win their final four games. Do that, and I'm convinced that we'll win the league. After putting one foot in the Champions League semi-final on Tuesday night, what a week it has been. On to the next one. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Before we get to our final five callers, I'd just like to read out some of the messages that have been left on our Blood Red Podcast Facebook page. There's loads on there, but these are the Reds who responded to my post after the match. Richie Smith said, Man City must hate us. We aren't going away. What a performance today. Everyone was on it and they seemed up for it. Kate had one of his best games and Hendo was inspirational. Johnny Wilmont said, fantastic win, top class second half performance. Every player gave their all. Bobby was all over the pitch and a constant outlet. Another great game from Hendo and what a goal from Salah. Roll on Porto. Byron Holt said, what a way to shut up the racists. Byron obviously talking about the Chelsea fans who abused Mohamed Salah in Prague in midweek. My heart can't take any more of this. I genuinely believe we will win this. Henderson in his original position is fantastic. James Rowland said, fantastic win for the boys. Now the running starts. Well done, Hendo, proving the non-true fans wrong, dictating play further upfield. Firmino's breaking up play upfield was pivotal. Keep believing, guys. Gareth Jones said, massive win. Balance of the team looked great. Would have brought Genie on 10 minutes earlier, but we weathered the hazard change of position, which did worry us. After that, we look full of confidence. The City fans look nervous today. Only one team is feeling the pressure and they play in blue. Up the Reds. Glenn A. Dunn said, great result today. The lads' work rate in the second half was phenomenal. Wasn't a bad player on the pitch and most certainly let his feet do the talking. Onwards to Wednesday and Porto. Alex Horton said, thought every player knew his role and where to be defensively. 
correctly. The midfield was better, just need to find that link between the midfield and the strikers more often. This will come with more playing time together. All in all, very happy with the win. I'm hoping Spurs can do us a favour because I really don't want to cheer United on. Jeremy McMahon said, what a result and performance. Second half was phenomenal. Henderson and Bobby epitomise everything Klopp stands for. Hard work, attitude and passion. We will win trophies with this team. Surely Spurs and United owe us a favour now. Johnny Wilson said, that was a display full of belief that we deserve to be where we are. What a goal from Mo. Hendo put in another performance full of drive. This is a team of winners. Come on, you Reds. And Ibrahim Ololade Arolo said, what a game by Liverpool. Lot of running. Apart from a 10-minute period that Chelsea threatened, we dominated the game. Everyone played well. On to Porto. I'll now hand you over to five more jubilant copites who called into this podcast after the match. And that's Owen Thomas, Ross Strachan, Alex Watts, who will be particularly happy tonight, Nathan Davidson and Mark Baker, who is a coach at a championship football club. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hello, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. What a mighty, mighty win. What desire, what skill, what commitment, what strength. If Hercules himself were reborn on earth and signed for Liverpool FC, he'd have to settle for a place on the bench. There's no way he'd dislodge anyone in Jurgen Klopp's Combine Harvester. This was the Combine Harvester with blades fully swishing and whirling and Chelsea the latest hay to be mangled and munched. Not that I felt that way after the first half, of course. Oh no, I'm very, very glad I wasn't hooked up to an ECG machine at that point because at halftime they probably would have whisked me off to some serious illness ward and I would have missed the second half. Um, And what a second half. Oh, a game of two Hendersons. Henderson was quiet in the first period, uh, but then in the second, of course, he produced the cross of his life. How brilliant he looks in the number eight role. That cross, Manny was their back post, cooler than a fridge full of cucumbers, nodded it in, thank you very much, and I barely had time to lose my mind before Mo Salah popped up and produced one of the goals of the season for the second Premier League game in a row, following up for him from his slalom beauty against Southampton with a goal of a ferocity only matched by the roar of the Anfield crowd as it torpedoed into the top corner. I'm at home alone. I was watching it on French television on my subscription on French TV and I was jumping up and down and I was sort of throwing the cushions around at the sofa, leaping around, running around my room, shouting and screaming and wailing. Liverpool 2, Chelsea nil. Yes! It is some kind of catharsis, especially given Robertson's slip at the end, which was quite funny. But the only true catharsis will come if and when this Liverpool team can uh, finally win the league. And it will be a catharsis that's so much greater than the non-event of what happened to the great Stevie G five years ago. The catharsis will be so much bigger than Chelsea and their post-2003 
oil money, lack of history, plastic idiocy, etc., etc. We are Liverpool. We've waited so long. And I don't know if we're going to win it. I really don't. Bold predictions are for other fans, not me. But I think we would have lost it today had we not taken the three points. Nothing is lost, however. Nothing is lost. It's still on, my brothers and sisters. It's still on. Liverpool, Liverpool, top of the league. Ross from Witness with his thoughts on the Liverpool v Chelsea game. A crucial, crucial three points this afternoon. And we keep up the pressure on City and it's all we can do. Very, very um, tough first half. Little chances and the pressure was building. You're starting to think, you know, Chelsea going to do another job on us. Chelsea didn't really impress me this afternoon. Wearing a great outfit. We were the better side, you know, definitely in the first half. But you know, it wasn't wasn't a plethora of chances in that first half. Going into that second half, you start to build up the nerves and you're thinking, oh, if this stays nil-nil for, t- for too long, the nerves are really going to be felt. But the nerves were released within, a, it was around the 50-minute mark. Sadie old man, eh, with a header. A great bit of work. Henderson with the chip over the t- um, the little ball over the top. And the goal's gone in and it's 1-0 and it feels like a massive release of pressure. And then, you know, a couple of minutes later, what can be said about the man, Mo Salah, the man of the moment, the man of the season, the man of the last few seasons for Liverpool. He's been absolutely magnificent. He's took a lot of stick this season. But he's always there. He's always delivering. He never shakes it. He's always there on the spot. And his goal this this goal this afternoon was right up there with one of the best goals he scored for the club. Coming on his left foot and absolutely pinged the beauty. Keeper's got no chance. Top bin. It's flew in two 0 The game's over. You know Chelsea. It's absolutely toothless up front. Chelsea were really, really poor in that second half. I think all these, you know, there's a lot of comparisons. I've said this before between Mo Salah. Is Mo Salah this? Is is Eden Hazard this? It's not even. It's, it shouldn't even be discussion for me. Mo Salah is head and shoulders the best player in the Premier League. Eden Hazard is an absolute joker. He he's missed some absolute sitters. Doesn't score enough goals. Doesn't influence the game. Eden Hazard, you can absolutely do on me. You're not good enough. It's all about Mo Salah. It's all about Liverpool. He's had a lot of. He's had. He's had all the stick on social media. He's had all the stick off these Chelsea fans the last couple of week or so, and he stuck it right up to them. I absolutely loved it. And. To, to be there with four games to go yeah we're relying on City to drop a couple of points you know what the next week or so is going to be the crucial one for us you know they've got Tottenham in the Champions League then Tottenham in the league and then United in the league all we can do is do what we've done we've won the game comfortably Chelsea absolutely terrible Liverpool magnificent Henderson who I've been a big critic of you know, during this season, the last month or so, he's really stepped up to the plate as the captain. He was brilliant against today, Henderson, driving that team forward. And one of the unsung heroes for Liverpool at the minute, Joel Matip. 
you know, everyone goes on about the defence, but no one mentions Matip. Matip slotted in there, and he's been brilliant. He's been brilliant. So calm. Really, really, really settled in next to Van Dijk and the the other full-back. So, Matip deserves... no No one talks about Matip at all, and I think Matip deserves a lot of credit. The back four's rock solid. I'm so excited now, you know, going into the last, you know, we're getting in now to the last month or so of the season. It's all to play for. This, you know, the points tally on is ridiculous, but that doesn't matter. City are still the ones to beat. We can still do this, Liverpool. We believe. Mo Salah, come on. Come on, Liverpool. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross The Line podcast. And what a win. Uh, not a classic Liverpool versus Chelsea encounter by any means, but 2-0, massive result. You know, even if Chelsea haven't had a great season by their standards, they do have a habit of pulling it out of the bag against us. So this was a big performance in the title race from Liverpool today. You know, Mo Salah, the main man today. I'm so happy for him. Um yeah, Klopp stuck with the Fabinho Hendo Cater midfield, which was nice to see. Um, big call in this game, but definitely what I wanted to see, and I think it worked out really well today. You know, Chelsea started obviously with Hudson Adoy and Loftus Cheek, which worried me, but fortunately for us, Sari decided to put Hazard up front for some reason, um, which worked in our favour, I think. You know, it would have been nice to see Marcus Alonso at left back too, because Salah probably would have got a hat trick against him. Um, not that Emerson had much fun against him either, to be honest, but yeah, first half, not a classic, but second half, I thought Liverpool really came out, came out and stepped it up. Uh, Henderson again with a real captain's performance in that kind of more advanced midfield role he's been playing in for the last few weeks. Um, He's obviously relishing it and yeah, another man of the match performance from him. He's going to be a key performer, I think, in this title running. Um, Then obviously Sadio Mane got a really nice opener and then what a strike from Mo Salah. I loved the goal, loved the very pointed celebration shall we say after what happened in the week from those Chelsea fans um and the fact there was two Muslim lads who scored today actually couldn't have been more perfect really stick it to the races um yeah Mo Salah definitely wanted to prove a point today he one of his best performances of the season I thought he was just unplayable at times at his absolute best um yeah I mean there were a few heart-in-mouth moments, you know, it was telling how much better Chelsea looked when Hazard was finally moved out wider, you know, he had those two big chances, were it not for the post and for a great save from Alisson, he might might have made this game much more worrying for us in the second half, so yeah, nice of Sarri to stifle Hazard for an hour of the game for us, to be honest, but yeah, got speak of heart-in-mouth moments, by the way, Robbo slipping. Could you imagine if that had resulted in a goal? Um, yeah, so ironic that that happened, kind of banishing those memories a little bit. But yeah, massive win. You know, it's sad, sad that Crystal Palace couldn't do us a bit more of a favour today against Man City. You know, gave it a good go. But look, title race keeps on rolling on. We know this is going to go to the wire, but... Performances like today against Chelsea could prove decisive for Liverpool. Um, 
yeah, I'm buzzing. As you can tell, I'm going to go celebrate with a couple more drinks, I think. My uh, Chelsea-supporting wife will be drowning her sorrows, so could be an interesting evening ahead. But yeah, we're top of the league again, and that'll do for me. Up the Reds, cheers. Hi there, this is Nathan Davidson talking about Liverpool 2, Chelsea 0. What a great, great victory. It was, uh, for me, one of the biggest mental tests that we were going to have in this running towards the end of the season. And we've done really, really well to be drawing nil-nil at half-time and then to just get two quick goals in the space of a few minutes has been brilliant and we've seen it out. So let's have a little round-up of the game. I thought we started really, really well to begin with. Uh, the fans, you could hear them right behind the team, like pushing the team on and you could see that we really wanted to get that early goal. We'd try and quick, incisive play. Nice little passes, but everything was quick and nothing was too slow. But unfortunately, in that first five minutes, we couldn't get the breakthrough. And then I think Chelsea caught up with the pace of the game, learnt the pace that it was being played at and really heightened themselves and adapted to that. And they you got to say, they, especially in the first half, they did really, really well. They sat there and said, this is how we're setting out. Come break us down. And knowing full well that as we pushed on, they would get chances on the counter and they had a few dangerous moments in the first half, but there wasn't really any great chances. And as the first half round up, that was my one concern really, that we dominated the ball and stuff, but no team could create any great chances. You kind of got them moments for both teams where there was little sparks and you thought something might happen, but it never came to be. But we go on to the second half and it's a completely different story. Right at the start of the second half, we have five minutes, very similar to the first half, and then Mane gets his goal, which i got to say, great work from Henderson, absolutely brilliant. Um, Salah was running to the boxes, he was doing loads today, he was darting inside very often. Good touch from Henderson, and then he dinks it, and Mane can't really miss from where, where he is, and he puts it away, and then we've got a lead. And then what's the best thing to do after you've, just scored you've got to go and score again increase that lead and that's what we did through Mohamed Salah absolutely brilliant goal no one will question that the strike was amazing it's a great got to give Van Dijk credit for his long diagonal ball I thought it was a good ball but great touch by Salah and then he broke inside as he did so often today and he just blasted it it was one of those where you hit it so hard and true that it's just gone straight like an arrow and uh, no chance really for Kepper in the goal for Chelsea, no no keeping the world could have really stopped that. And 2-0, and then it's a different game. We've got a bit of breathing space. I was a little bit concerned, though, for 10, 15 minutes after that. We couldn't seem to get our control of the game, keeping the ball. We just needed to take 5, 10 minutes just passing it about. But it was just end-to-end. And in that time, Hazard had two big chances. Obviously, he hit the post with the first one. And the second one, Alisson made an important save and Van Dijk got the clearance. But I think it was a big concern in that 10-15-minute uh, period, because if they get one, it's a completely different game. Luckily today they didn't, but that would be the maybe the biggest negative that I would take from today. I think we've got to talk about John Henderson today. He, um, he was absolutely fantastic in the first half. You saw his determination, his continuous energy, but in the second half he led by example. He uh, obviously was a massive part with the assist in the first goal, and just everything he did, he was... He was shouting, he was driving the team on, he was encouraging everyone, even when he came off for Milner, clapping, encouraging everyone to keep going. And it was just exactly what you want from your captain. I've, I've got to say I'm a big fan of Henderson and I love the way that 
very much similar to Gerard. He doesn't lead by screaming and shouting at everyone. He'll, he'll shout when he needs to, but he encourages everyone and tries to lead by example. So brilliant work from Henderson today. Then I thought, especially for the last maybe 15, 20 minutes, I thought our press was really, really good. We weren't giving any Chelsea any time on the ball. And it meant that they kept giving the ball away in their in their own half or giving away sloppy passes, which allowed us to counter on them and have a few more dangerous opportunities. I thought I was really, really impressed with that. We did. The press was really, really good, especially in the second half. It seemed to go up a notch. Um, so personally for me, it's just been too long since we've went and beat Chelsea. Uh, I think you're looking 2011-12, especially at home. It's just... It's just far too long. Like for me, today was a the win. Today is a takes a massive mental burden off. We've got that win. We're so used to just seeing like a Mourinho or a Conte come and we're just set up for a draw. Just anything to stop us winning. And I don't think Sarri's that type of manager. He'd rather go for the win. But we got the win and have that first win since what nearly six years now and absolutely buzzing. I think this was the toughest game we had left in the running and we've passed that another mention I think it has to go to Trent Alexander-Arnold young lad academy graduate but his delivery today got better and better as the game went on a few of them weren't right but he's just constantly causing problems every ball he put in offered a problem for the defender it caused Chelsea to do something about it and I thought it was a great performance from him today and then obviously in the second half he had Hazard out on the left and he had to deal with that and I think he managed quite well. Obviously, it was always going to be tough. And there was times where Hazard maybe slightly got the better of him. But I think he did really, really well. Had a great game. So, we've only got four games left now. And looking at the running, I think we, we've got our hardest period out of the way. And we've absolutely aced it. Got got the points we needed from them games. And now it's over to City in their difficult period. I know they obviously got the win against Crystal Palace today. But they've obviously got Tottenham twice, Man U and then Burnley, so they've got a massive period, and can they match what we've done in our running? We <clears throat> in our running, I've been. Uh, I know we've got Cardiff away next in the league. That's going to be a tough game, uh, but if, I think if we see ourselves over that one, I was a bit worried about looking at the Newcastle game, but they could be safe by then. So might not have the same intent and desire as they would if they were still fighting, but. Especially if we can just beat Cardiff next week in the league, then for once we finally get to play first. And I think that could also be a massive factor when we play Huddersfield on the Friday. But yeah, great work the Reds and just let's keep this going. This literally could be the season where we do it. Let's hope so. Come on, you Reds. Mark Baker touching on Liverpool versus Chelsea. A fantastic result for Liverpool in the end. I wanted to start today really just touching on, there's been a lot of talk about uh, the previous Liverpool fixture against Chelsea when they were going for the league title. And I just wanted to address a few things really because it's just a slight thing that grates on me about uh, the narrative of how it played out on the particular day. So obviously we know Liverpool ends up falling short and there was an error from Gerrard midway through, well, it's coming up to half-time. But I've never been a big fan or, or felt it was anywhere near being accurate that Liverpool were naive on the day, that uh, Brendan Rodgers only needed to point out the game, that Liverpool were too, too gung-ho in their approach. The reality for me is that Liverpool, I think, had won 11 straight games going into the fixture or something like that, um, playing on the front foot. They were coming up against the Chelsea side who had a lot of injuries, had players out. Liverpool were much more the superior side in terms of personnel. 
And Liverpool were measured in their approach. There was absolutely nothing wrong with game, Liverpool's game plan. Chelsea came to slow the game down, had compact, narrow distances, and made it difficult for Liverpool. Now, the game hinged on uh, a freak incident in which you could do a number 99 times over 100. It never, never play out the same way. And that gave Chelsea something to hold on to in the second half. Now, where Liverpool were naive was in the second half trying to rush to salvage the game, almost a panic and anxiety set in, in which they were trying to force things. And they needed to be more measured in their approach and prolong attacks, maintain attacks. But the actual setup beforehand and the narrative that, uh, of how Brendan Rodgers' game plan went about it, it's just something that to this day I will never agree with and it wasn't how it played out in my mind. I mean, even to the extent I've heard Oh, Gerard was dropping in amongst the two centre-halves because Liverpool were trying to force the game. That was just a pattern of Liverpool's play that season. Gerard acting as a quarterback to, to start the moves in, in easy possession, if you like, and have a longer range or a better range of pass to break lines. So I just wanted to address that first because it is something when this fixture gets brought up that, yeah, it, it, it's not an accurate reflection, if you like. But fast forward to the present day, and I wanted to touch on the same man I've touched on last week, really, which was Jordan Henderson. And I've mentioned before that Liverpool do lack a player to link midfield to attack. I've mentioned this numerous times. Um, that sort of play with craft imagination. And the way Liverpool's midfield players have been playing, all of a similar nature, all very safe in possession, fantastic off the ball, fantastic attitude, fantastic getting around the pitch, but really lacking that craft. And I didn't think it could go on in terms of Liverpool getting the results in the last couple of games if that had maintained, because Liverpool were really struggling. But Henderson's inclusion in his old role the same role in which he was sent off against Manchester City. And I, I mentioned that I felt that there was no question in my mind cost Liverpool the league some five years ago. But his, his adaptation back to that in the last few games has made a massive difference for me for Liverpool because what you've got to try and achieve in midfield is if you haven't got that kind of player who can, who can get between lines and have that, that ingenuity, then what you've got to do is you've got to find a midfield player who can, who can combine with forward players in a different way and what Henderson does, it's that energy, intensity, that off, that off the ball running to break lines and create space for others, as witnessed in the first and second goals today. I mean, even the second goal taking players away for Salah to come inside. Liverpool never had that running power or that ability to stretch the game beyond the forward players because Liverpool's players all wanted to come towards the ball and the opposition were quite content and safe in the nature that they were never going to hurt them with the ball. Now, why Henderson's much better technically than... than a lot give him credit for his ability to add that energy and break them lines has made a massive difference and it's 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 opened up space for, for other higher players in the side. Um, so I think if Liverpool were to win all their final games, it'll because of that be because of that subtle change in the midfield. I mean, even off the ball, the way you can get up to possession, press from a from a higher area. It's just a massive plus to have for Liverpool, really. So I wanted to highlight him again. I thought his performance was fantastic, and I'm a massive fan. And so it, it doesn't come as any surprise to me. But no, man of the match today, I thought he was outstanding. And just before I go, I wanted to touch on here, Trent Alexander-Arnold because he's a very special player, Alexander-Arnold. And it's almost having a quarterback it's, uh, in the right-back area. And I talk about Liverpool maybe not having that player to break lines in midfield with passes, but they've certainly got one at right-back. Some of the the level of execution in his passing range, the accuracy, the weight, and his craft in disguise passes was was a joy to see, really. And for the majority of the season, I just think he's been outstanding in relation to that. 
so they were the two things I really wanted to touch on. Fantastic performance by Liverpool in the circumstances because the game was an even game in a lot of it and Liverpool managed to get over the line with that blitz in the first first period of the second half was massive. And I think now it's given Liverpool, with the positional change of Henderson and the momentum from these games, a real chance in winning the last fixtures. Whether that'll be enough, I don't know. But you'd expect that with that level of performance, they can try and achieve to, to fulfil the last fixtures with maximum points. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.